Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. My name is Charlene Gonda. I am a software engineer at Uber Eats. We deliver food. We are based in San Francisco, California. Hmm, I guess, uh, so I took computer science as a major in college, um, but really I got uh, interested in, in programming specifically in high school when they decided to first sort of establish this computer science class. Uh, and I found that I kind of had a knack for it, <laughs> which was a, a fortunate sort of uh, uh, interesting discovery about myself. Uh, and so that's when I decided, oh, maybe I'll, I'll try to uh, see if I should do a computer science major. Uh, and that's, I guess, how I got in. <laughs> and um, how did it go from when you were uh, a little girl, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being curious about the tech world to becoming a, like transitioning into, be- take me back to the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, uh, m- maybe an interesting story too is when uh, I, when I was a little girl, I used to um, take my toys apart yeah. after I played around with it, especially the ones with the batteries. I love to like just I had a screw, I found a screwdriver, and so right. I had it in my toy box, and I would just uh, uh, take apart all of my electronic toys. Right, but. The problem was I would never be able to put them back together. Right. <laughs> uh, and so I sort of always had this impression that uh, that the technology and hardware was kind of really hard. Right. Uh, and that I thought that it would not be something that I could do. But I was able to do programming. And so that was really cool. And I really loved coding. Uh, and Wait, so how did thought- you discover programming and coding then? Like oh. you went from... Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's because uh, uh, our high school sort of first established our uh, computer science program, and then by the end of the year, the, the when they uh, were teaching it, the the first year that I learned it, I was sort of able to really grasp the material pretty fast, and I was helping my uh, fellow classmates uh, to understand it as well, um, and so it was uh, really cool to have found 
this skill that early in life because then I was like, oh, well, I guess I could, this is a major that I could do. Like, fantastic. Like, it's fun and, like, I can actually study it for college. Um, and so that's how I got into being a software engineer. Uh, and I worked for a couple of years before my current company um, as a software engineer. Uh, and I took a little detour, actually, as a developer advocate um, for Uber as well. Uh, and then I sort of went back to software engineering for Uber Eats. Um, and so that's how sort of my software life came to be. Um, but then one day, my coworker, at, when I was still a developer advocate, uh, he asked me a question. He was like, what if we could create a hat that lit up depending on the state of an Uber ride? Now, a state of an Uber ride is like if you just requested or if you're waiting for right. your driver, that's another state. Right. And if you are in the car, that's another state. Uh, and so he was like, you know, what if, how, like, how can we teach people these states in sort of this fun way with a hat? Right. And I was like, sure. I guess you can do that. <laughs> but I, I mean, I remember that I was like a software person. And right, I, right. I uh, had always found hardware very intimidating because I broke a lot of things <laughs> as a kid. This is Marit Alexandra Silova from Swedbank, a large retail bank in the Baltics and Nordics. I'm the fintech community manager there, based in Riga, Latvia. I think that it just, it snowballed. So I don't know who the first person was, but it, then it snowballed into knowing this whole community around the European ecosystem. But I absolutely adore Maria, who I know you're going to be talking with as well. I do. Um, yeah, yeah, she's fantastic. And uh, she helped me like she welcomed me into this uh, new environment and together we've been able to do so many amazing things i'm really really glad for uh, to know her and the whole textual family and what's the what's what's the day to day look like for you in your role so uh, on a daily basis, I mean, I do a lot of reporting and emailing because I do still work for a financial company. I go to conferences, but I do a lot of uh, event organizing for ourselves as well. So um, it might be planning for an upcoming event. It might be finding mentors for our fintech accelerators. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's so diverse, but... Uh, on a daily basis, my job looks a bit like sitting at a desk with an email, and uh, yeah, so that that takes up a bit of it. What's one superpower you have that a lot of people, when they perceive you, it seems like it's super easy, but for you, you work really hard at um, making sure this this thing is is executed on. Oh, that's very easy for me to answer. For me, that's public speaking and being on the stage, which mm. I did yesterday. We were just talking about that in another interview with Charlene. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, so for me, it's like people people perceive that I'm very natural and effortless on stage and like that I joke around and I'm fine, but actually... It takes me a lot of preparation. Like I write down everything word for word. I make my like I spend days on my slides, and even at small events where I have to say five sentences, I rehearse for days in advance. Yeah. And so I have the style of not rehearsing, and you rehearse, and I think both have um, pros. Like my friend Charlie Hohen, he rehearses, rehearses heavily, and he has the most amazing presentations. What would you say? Um, how has rehearsing really saved you on stage? 
Well, it, it really depends on the topic because I think there's pros and cons to both. Like when you don't rehearse, you're more natural and maybe don't get stuck if you forget one line that, and then you're like suddenly all your, your whole presentation goes to shambles. Right, right, right. But rehearsing really helps me understand that I need to be slower and I need to pause. And those are the two things because I, I video record myself rehearsing. So to talk slower and to pause are two things that I've noticed from rehearsing. And also kind of to look how much I'm moving and how many hand gestures I'm making. Oh, interesting. Because a lot of people start dancing tango on stage when they're presenting. They start walking one step back and forth and it right. makes the audience anxious. <laughs> Hi, this is Levi Parkon. I'm a member of the board at the Latvian Startup Association, unifying the Latvian startup ecosystem based in Riga, Latvia. Definitely that was textual. Uh, I just fell in love with the passion of the people here because startup people are so different than other, I think, other people in other um, industries. They are just uh, so passionate and so open and they constantly have new ideas and they're so ready to help each other. And I think with uh, Techchill, a whole new world opened up and uh, we saw so much potential, not just for a few startups, but as for the country itself and how we can help and how we can promote and how we can innovate and how that actually helps not just those few companies, but for a small country itself. And how did you discover Techchill even to begin with? How did I discover Techchill? Yeah. As I said, over a beer with Maria. So. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You knew Maria before Techchill? No, she asked me to help with Techchill. But how that, did you guys meet? She had just heard that we had done a bit different tech events. Previously, we had helped, and she just wanted, she needed some people to help her with. She yeah, was also yeah. doing this for the first time. And so she just called me up and said, I know you've done this other events just a few months ago so you obviously have already some experience with tech events and we need to bring this kind of next step forward and can you help and so I agreed to help and within just a few months we understood that this is something we wanted to go not just organize an event but bring it to the next level and bring it to something completely different. And what would you say is your secret superpower that possibly seems easy or simple to an outsider looking in they think oh no big deal she's just great at that but for you you actually put in a lot of soul energy spirit into this superpower in order for it to look so easy i think that it also relates to textual as well uh, events in general seem easy for an snd or from anyone from outside uh, but from the people inside, it's like nine months at least of uh, blood and sweat. It's actually sometimes even blood and sweat and tears. Yeah. <laughs> but um, obviously, it's it's very easy to go to an event as an attendee. Uh, but Textual is so much more than just an event. It's a nonprofit that go that works throughout the year, and they do events all the, over the year, and then they go over we do events uh, beyond borders at other uh, other countries where we represent Latvia, where we represent the Baltic ecosystem. We've been from London to San Francisco, going over and telling about what Latvia actually is. 
as you can imagine, yeah. maybe in San yeah, Francisco, yeah, yeah. it's like, what? Where is that? That's where, okay, that's where Christoph Sporzinis comes from. So, okay, that's, that's, we get that one. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.